How's everybody this morning? I was trying to get this straightened out so I could use this. I was going to actually be a psycho this morning like some of our other teachers and use my phone, but I don't know that that's going to work. I'll just jump around on the iPad, okay? There's a couple things and some commentaries we want to look at. Well, good morning, y'all. Good morning to you that have joined us on live stream. We're glad that you joined us. Uh, and as always, the Word of God will bless your life if you will hear it, take it, get it alive on the inside of you, and put it into practice. You will be amazed at what God can do and will do. So we're glad that you joined us. All the rest of you, we're glad you're here too. Amen. <laughs> if you all want to turn to chapter 15 in Psalms, and we'll get started. Father, we thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you for your word, Lord, that it's your wisdom, your understanding for us, Lord, that it is actually our Lord and Savior, Jesus, in the word form. We thank you for that, Lord. We thank you that you sent the Holy Spirit, that he leads us, guides us, directs us, teaches us, strengthens us, gives us the wisdom and direction that we need. And uh, Father, I give myself to you. Uh, I don't have anything for anybody, but you do. And I'm going to do my best to share it just as you would have me share it. And I thank you for that. We thank you for your anointing that's in this place. And Lord Jesus, we thank you that you gave yourself for us. We praise you and give you glory in your mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. All right. Title is, Are We Qualified? Okay. Of course, we do know we are qualified in the Spirit, don't we? Because if you're born again, Jesus has qualified you. He's made you righteous. But how about in our daily life? Do we walk and are we qualified? And as we read this Psalms, you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about, okay? So let's start in verse 1. It says, Lord, who may abide in your tabernacle and who may dwell in your holy hill? When he says abide, it's talking about a tent that somebody would stop by and visit with you. But then when he goes on to your holy hill, then, then it's time for you to reside with him and move in and live with him, okay? And he says, who is able to abide? Yeah, everybody's able, aren't they, if they get born again, that they can come? But he's talking about living, dwelling in him, with him, in the word and in his presence, okay? <clears throat> we know that Jehovah Shammah is, the Lord is present. And we know he always is present, but are you always present? Yes. Amen? We know he is. And that's something that we need to keep before us. And I, I had found that out not too awful long ago, and that's, I've made that one of my confessions, okay, that He is always present for me, and I need to be always present for Him. Because not only do we need Him to do stuff for us, but He needs us to do things for Him. And people, people uh, you know, a lot of the people that are in the, in the church today, they don't, God needs us, okay? It's not that you're just, you're just a, a puppet over here. No, He needs you to actually do something for the kingdom. Amen? Amen. Amen. It's no different than when we had the revolution. God's got a revolution going on, and it's going to go on until Jesus comes back. And we're the ones that are to be the patriots. No different than our country back in the 1774, 5, 6. That they knew what they needed to do, and they had to step up and do it. And likewise, we need to do that in the kingdom. And I know we get, we get going in all that we do. And of course, the news, it, they're trying to... Uh, keep you off course all the time anyhow 
But it's important that we know what God wants us to do. Yeah, does He want you to have a business? Yeah. But do you think He might want you to use that to witness to people? Yeah. Okay? It's having an encounter with people and sharing. And when we decide to do this, not only you abiding in Him, but when He abides with you, then His glory can show through, whether it's in your life, in your business, or whatever you do. And that's what He wants people to see. He wants your light to shine and His glory to be known and people will see it. Okay, They'll see it. They might not understand it, but they'll see it. And that's what He wants us to do. And that's why He's talking about who may abide with you, Lord. Well, let's take a look at Psalm 91, 1 and 2. We know that. Everybody probably knows that and quotes that. All right, um, that's pretty much on my list every morning. We know that's basically the protection. He says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, and in Him shall I trust. Like I said, we all quote that for protection, okay? But when we quote it, is that what qualifies us? Or do we need, need to do what it says? We need to do what it says, don't we? We need to do what it says. We need to go back to Psalm 15. Who? Who can dwell in your presence? Who can dwell on your holy hill or live with you? And that's the importance of it, okay? Um, and we know when we quote something, it needs. there's steps that we need to take. First of all, we need to read the Word and check our heart, make sure it's in our heart, because it's like anything else. It don't do anything. Okay, it's kind of like a politician. It's just air getting blowed out there if you don't have something behind it. Okay, um, check our heart. Uh, check your motive. Okay, is it about me, 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 or is it about other people also? Okay, everything's not about me, 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 me. Not if we take on the character and nature of Jesus, because nothing was about him, was it? Because he gave it all up, and he gave his life for everyone else including the ones that were against him. Yep. Then you check your goals and check your desires and see where you want to go. Our hope is in the Word. That's the anchor. But we need to, need to check our goals. And then, you know, Pastor Bob's been teaching on it here in the last, last two, three, four times that he's been teaching about making sure it's alive in your heart because it doesn't have any power. It's no different than an electric drill. If you don't plug it into that plug right there, it's not going to do anything. It won't do anything. But it's important that we do these things and check ourselves. And, and how many of you know we're in the end days? We're in the end of the end days, okay? I mean, we're within the last probably week, maybe. And it's so important that we know what we need to do and if you know what you need to do, you, you better know how to do it. And he has steps no different than anything else that we do in our life, whether you have a job or a business. There are steps that you do to get in a position in that, in that place, and it's no different with the Word of God. My position is I want to be right where he said. I want to dwell in his holy hill. And there's something that we have to do. Yes, again, Jesus has qualified us. We're born again. We are a child of the Most High. But I don't want to be a stepchild. How about you? Amen? Amen.
And you know what? We're not, we're not considered a stepchild. We're considered the first child. If we're in Christ, then we are the first child. Then the first child gets all the inheritance or the better part of the inheritance. I think the first child got two-thirds of the inheritance and the rest went to the others. Okay? Yeah, like we don't need but that much of his inheritance. It's more than we can handle. We can't even, we can't even occupy it between our ears on what he's given us. And that's why it's so important that we get it into our heart, just like protection and, and knowing what we need to do and how we need to go about it. I mean, you know, so many times he's probably saved us from something that we didn't even know was going to happen. When we get to heaven, we'll probably get to look at all that. Oh, yeah. you, he'll give you the rerun of your life and you'll, your mouth will drop open and you'll, hopefully you won't collapse, but you might. <laughs> but no, and it's the importance of that and it's, and it's where you want to dwell, okay? It's our choice to dwell in him. See, he dwells in us. Tells us that in in Second uh, uh, John, where it talks about the anointing abides in you. You need to abide in Him just as He abides in you, and that takes work, <laughs> as Maynard G. Krebs says, work. Okay, it takes work, but is it worth it? Well, then that's your choice. You need to decide. You know, I believe it's worth it in my life, anyhow, but. People have different different things and different desires, what we were just talking about, and the motives, and what we want to do. And our bottom line is, do you want to please God? Do you want to please God? It's important. And that's a decision you need to make. Decide that. Let's take a look at John 14, 23. 14, 23. <clears throat> This is Jesus. He said, I am the voice of the one crying in the wilderness. Make straight. I'm sorry. 1423. 1423. That's Isaiah talking there, isn't it? He must have been a ventriloquist, right? Jesus answered and said to him, If anybody loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Hey, who wouldn't want God to make his home with you? Even the, even the heathens in the world would like that. I would love God to come and live with me. Could have everything that he's got. It's basically what Jesus is telling us, okay? That he has, this, he has come to live with us if anybody loves him. And that's our choice we need to make. And how do we show love, okay? It's not blowing kisses like we used to do when we were in high school. It's none of that, okay? It's doing what the Word says and just being obedient to Him. That's how we show our love for Him. He says, my Father will love Him, and He will come to Him and make our home with Him. We will come to Him. You know what? When we, me and Pastor Ellen first found that out, <laughs> wow. We come out of religion and wouldn't even thought anything about that. Once we found out that, you know, when Jesus said something to you, he was talking truth, okay? He wasn't just blowing smoke at you. He was telling you the truth, and that's the truth. That, and we've had people come into our other, our other house there, and you know what? They sense the presence of God in there. If you get in it and walk in it all the time, you know, it just becomes first nature to you. But when other people come into your house, 
there's a difference. They notice a difference. They notice a difference. So, but it's having him in us or having him live and abide with us. So we know that. We know that, you know, that's goes right back to, to Psalm 91, you know. He's the protection. If God's there and you're believing God, you don't need to worry about it. Okay? If I've got a friend that I can trust and I leave something with him to take care of, I don't worry about it. And that's the point that Pastor Bob has been talking to us. How far do we trust God? Do we, have we become friends with him or have we become closer than that okay he talks about the jewish people and they talk about each other as being friends but we want to be able to put our life in his hands and to get to know him and have a conversation it'd be no different than a husband and wife when you get up in the morning if you get up in the morning and talk to each other you know we need to converse but we need to be able to get up and talk to god whether you do it in his word okay or in your spirit but, I mean, the Word will come up in your spirit. And that's why it's so important that we get it in our hearts, okay? You check your heart. You check your motive, your goals, and your desires. And it's something we need to, we need to put that before us every day. Because we can only live one day at a time. Yeah. I can't live tomorrow. And I can't live Tuesday. I can live this day. And my goal is to please Him this day on every, every situation that I, that I encounter, okay? And that's the promise, that he'll come and live with us. Amen? I thought that was a pretty good deal myself. Okay? I mean, he's got more, he owns the whole world. He's got more money than anybody else. I want somebody living with me that can take care of me, and he can. It is just, it's just stepping into that relationship. And not getting caught up in all the stuff of the world and the day-to-day -day stuff that we keep that before us so that you can walk with him and know he's, he's right beside you. You know, it's just like Paul said when he was before King Agrippa. He said, nobody else stood with me, but Jesus, in, in the Greek it says, Jesus was actually standing right beside him, strengthening him and telling him what he needed to do. And that's the point that we need to get to, okay? How many of you want to get like Paul? I don't want my head cut off, but I do want to be like he was spiritually, okay? <clears throat> Let's take a look at Matthew 14, 29 through 31. 29 to 31. Hmm. This is when, when Jesus was walking on the water, and Peter said, he said, come, uh, Peter asked him, if it's you, Lord, tell me to come. And so Jesus said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and began to sink. And he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, O oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? If he do that for Peter, he'll do that for you. Okay, I mean, how far was he away from Peter? We don't actually know, but if he was, if Peter was starting to sink, have any of you stepped in water? How quick do you go down? Pretty quick, don't you? Well, he, and I'm sure if he didn't actually recognize Jesus, because they didn't, or he said, if it's you, Lord, 
So he had to be a distance away, but that's how quick he's there because he's right there with us. Okay? He is right there with us. He's always right there as long as we're walking in faith. See, Peter was walking in faith, but he slipped, didn't he? He slipped. But God's always there to grab us. Okay? It's just knowing where you need to step out to, where you need to turn, what you need to say, who you need to call on, and it's important, okay? And that's just something that we remember that Jehovah Shema, the Lord is present. He's always present. We can call on Him. We don't need to fear that He's not close. You know, people, we talk to people, say, well, I don't know where God is. Are you born again? Yeah, He's right there. You just need to wake up. You ever got up? You ever got up a little groggy in the morning? And you're looking for your spouse, and where'd they go? Oh, they were right there. You were just foggy-eyed and, and a little foggy-brained. It's just, and we do that. And I don't, I don't know why we do it. I mean, if you get overtired, I understand that. But basically, uh, we just need to stay awake, don't we? I mean, have any of you seen any of the people just wandering around? <laughs> they're just wandering around. I don't know what they're doing. It's kind of like back in the days of the hippies. Smoked a couple big fat ones, and then they just float around. And I don't know what they're doing nowadays, but we still got those people floating around out there. I can't understand it. I know my dad would have put a foot where you know where had I acted like that when I was living with him. But anyhow, as long as we're walking by faith, he's right there, and he will reach out, and he will grab us. He won't let you sink. Amen. He won't let you sink. Let's look at Proverbs 28, 18. This goes with our, with our, uh, our first verse. Proverbs 28, 18. He says, Whoever walks blamelessly will be saved, but he who is perverse in his ways will suddenly fall. Okay? Who, or whoever walks with integrity, entirely the integrity of the truth of the Word of God. Okay, If you're walking in the integrity of the Word, then you're walking in the Word of faith. And that's what it's important that we know that. Whoever walks is, will be saved, just like Peter. Okay, he, he, he stepped out in faith, and he had a little bit of a hiccup, and Jesus grabbed him and took care of him. But we walk with integrity. That's in, in, and, you know, we try to walk entirely in integrity in our life, but, you know, it's hard. It ain't no different for me than it is anybody else, okay? I'm, we all trip and stumble. It's just how quick do you get back up and get straight. Amen? Hey, don't ask Pastor Young, but she could tell you many times, okay? Just don't ask her, though. <laughs> she, she could tell you. Anyhow, so we want to make sure that we endeavor to walk like that, endeavor to please God. And that's, that's our goal, is endeavoring to please God. Yeah? Do you want to have a good life? Yes, I do. Do you want to have a business and do good and prosper? Yes, I do. But before all of that, I want to please God. Amen? Amen. If He's your source, okay, He is Jehovah Jireh, isn't He? If He's your source, I want to please the one that's my source. I want to please the one that's my healer. I want to please the one that is my shepherd. I want to please the one that, that takes care of everything else in my life. And if we keep him there, he will do exactly what he said. Amen. 
Let's go on to Psalm 15, 2. Now's where it gets ugly. <laughs> uh, he's going to talk to us. We ask who can dwell, and he says, He who walks uprightly and works righteousness and speaks truth in his heart. Okay? Something we're going to need to do to abide in him. Walk uprightly. Do we have a chance to not walk uprightly? Yeah, every day, every hour, basically, okay? And work righteousness. We know we want to do that, right? And, and there again, that goes back to what you've put in your heart, okay? Your heart will talk to you. You do know that, right? You have a talking heart. It will talk to you. And it's important that you converse with it periodically, like usually 24 hours a day. Me and Pastor Young were talking about meditating, about people don't, don't understand about meditation. That's something you do pretty much around the clock. You know, I'm driving down the road, I'm meditating. And it's not on the crazy drivers, it's on the Word of God. Okay? And that's the key to life right there. You meditate on that Word and it's going to give you the direction. It'll tell you, and it's, it's, it's saved Pastor Young a couple times in traffic where she was meditating. Boom, he says, watch out. And sure enough, she, she, didn't, she didn't pull out and the guy run the red light. But, I mean, you know, that's why it's important. If we stay there, stay there. He is with you, and he is going to reach out and grab you and hang on to you and save you. And it's just, it's, it's listening, being attentive. If we do these, then we are... We are wanting to abide in him, okay? But it's, there again, it's what I said. It's something that we do to stay in his presence. He's already given us his presence, but it's up to us to stay there. Uh, it's like an umbrella. You got it in your hand if it starts raining. It's up to you to put it up or you can get wet. Either way, it's your choice. But, you know, it's the same way in the presence of the Lord that we stay there. And it's, it's not in the physical, it's in here. So it's easier, actually, to do it in here because it doesn't, it doesn't do, it's nothing that you have to do in the natural. You can do it on the inside and do it all the time. Anybody in here praying tongues? They keep their mouth shut and nobody knows it and nobody hears you, right? Same thing, same thing. Then we can do that. Oh, let me see what I got here. Okay. And again, talking about living righteous and speaking truth from your heart. And again, it's not a, I don't know why I wrote this, but it's not a gimme, 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 my name is Jimmy, okay? That's not what it's about. You don't, you don't just whine like a little kid for what you want. No, you step up, you be responsible, uh, you walk in integrity. There ain't any babies in here that I see, okay? You all do know what a baby is, right? a baby Christian, somebody that might not know that, but I don't see any in here. So we need to walk uprightly. We need to walk in integrity. If you are, if you, and if you had a child, I did this sometimes with my dad, that really brought, brought my dad a little bit of uh, not real good, uh, what do I want to say? <laughs> Not real good information about his son, what he did, okay? And if somebody would seen what I had done, and, you know, most everybody knew anyhow, but it's not really honoring your father, okay, when you do stupid stuff like that. We don't want to do that to Father God. 
And believe me, they're out there. They're out there. You know, when people say, God, God told me to shoot him. No, 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 no. I would have my doubts if they're born again, but no. Amen. The problem in these latter days and in the end times, it talks about people are going to fall away. But we find out people don't put a value on walking in integrity, walking by the Word of God, looking for the purposes of God to do in our life. Okay? And it's something that you have to press into. It you know, the, the best thing I can identify with, it's like higher education. you got to give some time. If you're going to be a, 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 oh, God, I better be careful what I say. Let's say if you want to be a, a, a scientist, say, for a nuclear scientist or something like that. I'll leave the other people out of it. It's going to take some time. You're going to have to go. You're going to have to study. You're going to have to show up. You know, it's no different people. If they come to class and they don't pay attention, Pastor Bob shared that with himself, right, about him going to class and not learning anything. It's no different if we come to church and sit here and we don't pay attention. We're no different than them. Except our wisdom is going to help us in our life, not just financially, okay? Because God will take care of that too, won't He? He promises that. But it's no different than somebody going to school and not, not going to class. They spent all the money, but they're not going to get anything for it, okay? But it's important that we come here and take what the Word of God says. And we've got a purpose to take it. We've got to study it, meditate on it. No different than learning a new job. You won't be in a job long if you don't learn it and figure out how to do it and do it right. You'll be, you'll be down the road. But I don't see any teenagers in here, so we're safe, okay? <laughs> okay. Um, you can't live a passive life and a nonchalant life. And it talked about this in, 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 in one of the uh, study books on that. It's someone who is, is uh, relaxed and calm in a way that shows that they don't care. <laughs> you ever done that? I have. <laughs> you know, somebody invites you over or something. I really, I went because I probably had to, but you're just not into it, okay? You're just not worried about it and you don't really care about it. But we should care about pleasing God. Okay? That should be your first and foremost thing in your life. When you roll out of bed in the morning, you need to, we need to start and talk to Him. And I'm no different. I have stuff that comes up. I've got a business. It drags me away. But you got a purpose to stop and go back. We need to be like Smith Wigglesworth. Every 15 minutes, he would stop and check in with the Holy Ghost. Every 15 minutes. And that's why you saw all the healings in his, in his life and in his ministry. That he gave himself to the Spirit of God. And used himself for what God wanted. And he didn't start till he was old. He was up in age when he, when he got the call. Otherwise, he was a plumber. 
But anywho, we want to we want to do the word from our heart, have it alive so that you can do it from your heart, and then make sure that we speak truth. Amen. Um, let's go to fifteen three. Fifteen three. Okay. He who does not backbite with his tongue, nor does evil to his neighbor, nor does he take up a reproach against a friend. Okay? In other words, somebody that knows how to bite their tongue. Amen? Knows how to bite their tongue. Um, in one of the uh, commentaries it talked about, it's something about a, something about a, It led to the thing like a foot tongue, which I'm sure is where they got the expression, you put your foot in your mouth. But that's what it's talking about, that, that you do that. And has anybody in here not done that? <laughs> I thought so. We've got to be careful because it, it, it can jump up on you, can it? And then you've got to backtrack, and that's not a good thing. So, you know, think, think before you speak. That's always a safe, safe way to go. Um, of course, it's easy to play the blame game anymore, isn't it? When somebody says something. No, it's, it's their fault. It's their fault. Nobody's ever heard that, have they? No, you haven't watched any of the stuff on the government lately then, because... <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's take a look at Jeremiah 9, 3 through 4. One thing else I wanted to say was, and I meant to say it at the start, but you know the, the Word of God from in the beginning to the last uh, revelation where it says amen, all that's Jesus, and all that's applicable today. Okay, We know some stuff didn't carry over into the New Testament. Nonetheless, it's still the Word of God, and Paul talks about that. And we'll take a look at that. He says, And like their bow, they have bent their tongues for lies. They are not valiant for the truth on the earth, for they proceed from evil to evil, and they do not know me, says the Lord. Everyone take heed to his neighbor, and do not trust any brother, for every brother will utterly supplant, and every neighbor will walk with slanderers. Is that all we read? Okay. And that's what he's talking about, uh, putting your foot in your mouth. And I think it was in a different. Can we see that in the Amplified? Bend their tongue, which is a boast and lies. They shoot and walk contrary. Okay. And they bend their tongue, which is their bow, for the lies they shoot, and not according to faithfulness do they rule and become strong in the land. For they proceed from evil to evil and do not know and understand and acknowledge me, says the Lord. In other words, they're backbiters. Okay. This is as nice as I can put it. And it says we need to watch them, that we don't need to be one of them. You know, and in this day and time, we hear a lot of it, and you could fall into it, and you don't want to, okay? Because it's not nice. First Timothy five thirteen. 
It's not nice. 1 Timothy 5.13. Believe me, in the construction industry, I need to laugh so my tongue pretty much every day. It says, and besides, they learn to be idle, wandering about from house to house, and not only idle, but also gossips and busybodies, saying things which they ought not. Okay? You know what? They're in the body, too, which is sad. <clears throat> They're in the body. But that's what he's talking about, that we don't fall into that. And those people can't abide in his presence is what he's saying. Okay? Let's take a look at James 3, 5 through 8. James 3, 5 through 8. It says, Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. So how great a forest a little fire kindles. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature and it is set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird of reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no man can tame the tongue, for it is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Amen? It's... You know what? It takes the Word of God to tame that tongue. It takes the Spirit of God within you to tame that tongue. It does. It says no man can tame the tongue. But the Spirit of God can tame your tongue for you. And it's, that's why it's about the meditation. It's about knowing, knowing what's going on in your heart and knowing what is right and what's not right. And it's walking in that integrity. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Psalm 15.4. <clears throat> In whose eyes a vile person is despised, but he honors those who fear the Lord, and he who swears to his own hurt and does not change. Okay? See what he's saying here, right? It's no different whether they tell you you are what you eat, and you are pretty much in the category of the company that you keep, if, if it's close company, okay? Anybody in here ever had to cut off friends from once you got saved and the Holy Ghost started talking to you? Yep, we're all there, aren't we? Yeah, you can't, you can't do that, okay? You just can't. And, and it's part of making that decision that you're going to do what God wants you to do or you're going to just lay back because at that point in time, You've kind of cut yourself off from being in His presence. When I'm in trouble, I want to be in His presence. When I'm not in trouble, I want to be in His presence. Amen? I just want to stay in His presence because that's where life is. That's where your life abides. And everybody wants the promises and they, and they read the promises, but they don't do what it takes to get them. And it's important that we... You know, it's the old whip beating your back, okay? That's what it's about. You beat the flesh down, okay? Well, they're my good friend. I went to school with them all through high school and graduated. Don't matter. Don't matter. You need to get them off you. Get them away from you. Don't let them influence you. You can say hi from time to time, but other than that, 
No. Because the company you keep yeah. is the way you'll head. <clears throat> so, I know. You know what? That does sound hard. But that's the facts. That's the truth. Did God tell anybody in here it was going to be easy? He never said that to me. To walk with Him, you got to dedicate yourself to Him. And you got to give your life to Him to want what He's got for you. And people say, well, I want all God's got. Well, you need to do what it takes to get it. And this is part of it. One, you got to dwell in His presence to get it. I mean, you're not going to get it outside of being in Him. The promises are in Him. And you're not going to get it being outside of Him. You know, people say, well, I, I, can't, I, I can't go to church all like you guys do. Well, you won't get what God's got for you then. I'm sorry. He tells us, you know, don't fail to assemble yourselves. It's the corporate anointing. That's where God does business. Yes, can He heal you any other time? Yes, He can. But you've got a better chance in a corporate anointing. Amen? Amen. You've got other believers with you. You've got good people with you. Amen. I know what I had on the Amplified, Pastor Tim. Do 15.4 on the Amplified. 15.4 on the Amplified. It says, in whose eyes a vile... Oh, is that what we have? Okay. In whose eyes a vile person is despised, but he who honors those who fear the Lord, who revere and worship Him, who swears to his own hurt and does not change. That's what you got to do with the Word of God. You got you to gotta step in with God and you got to just swear to your own hurt. Okay? It hurts sometimes, but you just got to do it. Okay? You don't think Jesus didn't have to do that? The one thing about it is he, He's not asking us to do anything He didn't do. Okay? You don't have to go to the cross. He did that for you. But everything else, that's, it's kind of on us. So we need to do it and we need to walk in Him. Okay? We need to take notice of who we associate with closely, okay? Not acquaintances, but even medium conversations, words will affect you. Okay? Words will affect you. They do. That's why they have commercials on TV. I would have never even bought that, but I saw that commercial. They told me how good it was. And really, it's not as good as they said it was. <laughs> Let's take a look at Psalm 16. I'm going to read one. I'm going to read the whole thing to you, okay? It's just good. I got, I got looking at that. And uh, he says, Preserve me, O God, for in you I put my trust. O my soul, you have said to the Lord, You are my Lord. My goodness is nothing apart from you. And as for the saints who are on the earth, they are the excellent ones in whom is all my delight. Their sorrow shall be multiplied who hasten after another God. Their drink offerings of blood I will not offer nor take up their name on my lips. O Lord, you are the portion of my inheritance and my cup. You maintain my lot. The lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. Yes, I have a good inheritance. I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. My heart also instructs me in the night seasons. I have set the Lord always before me because He is at my right hand and I shall not be moved. 
Therefore my heart is glad, and my glory rejoices. My flesh also will rest in hope, for you will not leave my soul in shoal, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. You will show me the path of life, and in your presence is fullness of joy, and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. That's why you want to dwell in Him. Amen. And that, you know, we know that we use that scripture about the shoal, and that was what God had promised Jesus, but He's promised that to us too. Amen. We're not going to be there. So, um, and I didn't even have anything to write after I read that. I just thought that was great just in itself. So, okay, take that, maybe meditate on that. Um, let's go to Second Peter 1, 1 through 4. It's says, Simon Peter, a bondservant, the apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained life precious faith with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us by glory and virtue by which having been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And he goes on to say, if you stay in these things, you won't stumble. So that means we have a hope that we won't have to stumble, okay? He wants us to walk in his nature. And again, that's so that the world can see. Okay, we, he's, our, he's our king, he's our Lord, our Savior. And we need to set and keep our eyes on the goal and don't get distracted. The goal is to please our Father, to please Jesus. Amen. Amen. Here's what I'm going to do. Write down Romans 7, 7 through 12. And it's about words, it's about the deceiver, it's about sin that you need to keep your eye on. We know it's got one plateau straight across. There's not ups and downs. I know the world thinks some are uglier than others, but it doesn't matter. They all create death. Isaiah 33, 11. Put that one up there, Pastor Tim. Isaiah 33, 11. It's a short one. It says, You shall conceive chaff, you shall bring forth stubble, and your breath as fire shall devour you. In other words, talking about words of your mouth or being a backbiter. We don't want that. Write down Hebrews 4.11. It's talking about the Word of God that you're not going to be able to, uh, you know, you're not, we're not going to be able to hide from that, so we best just fess up to it and get going and, and stay in His presence. Amen. Amen. What a place to be. What a place to be. You can be in the worst position you've ever been in your life, but as long as you're in His presence, you're good. You are good. Amen. Did I read the last? Did I read five? Put up 15.5 there, Tim. Psalm 15.5, Pastor Tim. I don't think I read it, did I? All right. It says, He does not put out his money as usury, nor does he take a bribe against the innocent. He does not these things. He who does these things shall never be moved. In other words, if we line up with those things, we won't be moved, which is the same thing Peter said, Okay. And that keeps us in His presence, that we meditate on these things and know what we can and can't do and what we should do to stay in His presence. Amen? Amen. 
That's where we need to be. We need to be in His presence. We can stay in His presence. We can stay with Him. And let's just take a minute. We thank you, Lord, for your presence. We thank you, Lord, that we endeavor to stay. We know that you stay with us always. You'll never leave us nor forsake us. But we endeavor to do the same with you, Lord, that we stay in your presence in conversation with you all the time. it doesn't hurt to get quiet because you know it's kind of like a conversation if the one person keeps talking the other person can't amen father we thank you for your word lord we thank you for the who that lord you correct us in love you show us in love you give us wisdom all that you do is in love and we thank you for that lord we thank you, Lord, as we reach out this week and endeavor to step into you, stay in you more and more, that you will confirm that within us, that you'll let us know. For that is your desire, that you come and live with us. And it's our purpose to step into that. We thank you for it, Lord. Thank you, Lord, I, that your spirit locks all this in that the enemy cannot and will not steal what you've placed in your people, Lord. And we thank you, we praise you, we give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. All you that are on live stream or podcast, can they go to the can they go to the donate thing on podcast? They can't, can they? Does it tell them on podcast? Anyhow, if you're on live stream, if you want to make a uh, uh, send in a gift to us www.newlifefamilyworship.net which I'm assuming you're on if you're watching us if you'll hit the donate button it'll show you how to go about it uh, and again as always we are believing God for you that your seed will be multiplied and returned to you and that if you will take that word of God it will bless you and we will send you a tax deductible receipt we thank you for that and glad that you joined us in Jesus name all the rest of you that applies to you also Amen. Whether it's a tithe or an offering, uh, God's attached promises to it. And you know what? He's not a man that he should lie. And I know that he is more than faithful. Okay? We talk about people, people being faithful. God is more than faithful. Amen? He's always right there. And people say, well, I didn't get this or didn't get that. It's not God. I'm sorry. He's already did all that he's done for you. I mean, he's got our life. Our life is before him all the time, and he's watching it. And it's up to us to make the decisions that we can step in and out of what he has for us and what he doesn't have for us. So it's important that we do that. But, amen. Well, Father, we thank you for the offering time. Lord, we thank you that we can give. And, Lord, we thank you for the promises attached to it. We give you the glory and the honor in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.